Welcome to the Your Financial Planet podcast with David Valliere and the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you synergistic financial strategies to help you enjoy the fullness of today and empower your next generation. Join us for this journey as we draw from over 200 years of planning experience and guest experts to help you synergize your finances. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Your Financial Planet. I'm David Valliere, your host of the show that talks about all things related to your financial wellness. Today, we're talking about the stock market, our economy, the coronavirus, and how you can financially plan for what's ahead. March 9th, 2009 marked the end of the global financial crisis, ending an extremely volatile time in the history of the stock market. So it's been 11 years since we've seen market volatility like we've experienced these past two weeks. And because of this, we've invited Mark Barnes, the CEO and lead portfolio manager for Synergy Capital Solutions to help us to understand what's going on in the markets, how this impacts us, what he's watching and how he and his team are responding to this volatility. Mark, thank you for joining us today. We have a number of things we'd like to discuss with you, but before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your company? Yes, thanks, David. Yes, I've been in the business for well over 35 years. And in that time period, I've lived through many different market environments going back to 1987, all the way through the financial crisis. One of the areas that uh, we found early on in, our, in, in my career is that having a financial plan tied to the portfolio was very important. My role at Synergy Capital Solutions is to oversee the team of professionals that deliver the financial planning and portfolio solutions. We have a broad bench of very highly trained professionals with a diverse age group uh, that sit on our investment committee, follow our planning and investment process. We believe that it is a process and we continue to follow that process on behalf of all of our clients. So let's let's walk slowly backwards and talk about you know what we've been experiencing with this market volatility the last few few weeks here, and then maybe back up a little bit further, help us to understand what what the synergy team was forecasting for 2020, maybe what you were forecasting even for 2019, and then I was thinking we could walk back and draw some comparisons to today's volatility to what you experienced on behalf of your clients in the 2008-2009 timeframe. Talk to us about what's going on with the market market volatility today. What are we seeing? Why is there such extreme volatility right now? Well, this is really not a lot different than the 2008-9 scenario, nor any other market environment when we go through a transition with uh, longer bull markets. I would say what's going on right now is a lot of uncertainty. The economy and the markets don't like uncertainty, and we have a few events coming coming up right now, coronavirus being one, the oil uh, supply demand imbalance being another, and then we have the elections coming up. Our investment committee from 2018 and on have continually been saying we're, we're in the seventh inning of a nine-inning nine uh, baseball game in terms of the economic growth. In, in looking back from 2008 to nine and now in having an 11 year recovery in bull markets, we uh, recognize that because we had such a deep downturn and a lot of uh, drop in global growth, earnings, financial disruption, uh, regulatory changes and so forth, that it was gonna take a long, long time for this to recover. 
So what's going on right now is we have a potential catalyst to tip us into a slower growth economy. Okay, so Mark, we talked a little bit about being in the seventh inning of a ninth inning game. And, and now looking back to 2008, 2009, you know, you experienced that personally, you experienced that as a financial advisor. So I'm, I'm just curious to see what parallels that you see today uh, with recent market, market volatility or being in, you know, the later stages of, of a baseball game, as you gave that analogy. What do you see today that you saw back in 2008, 2009? Um, and what did you learn through that time to help clients through um, that volatile period? Well, I think one of the most important lessons that we learned back in 2008 and 9 goes back to one of our basic tenets is that a client needs to have a plan. And part of that plan are things that you can control and things that you can't control. And so that was one of the lessons that uh, we learned and we focused um, our clients on is that you need to understand what your spending plan is. Uh, does it match your income sources, whether it's living off wages or investment returns? We think that's important. One of the other lessons we learned in 2008 and 9, which is one of the indicators we looked at from the economic standpoint, was the balance sheets of the equity versus debt that consumers had who are the big growers of our economy. And over the last several years, whether Europe and Asia slows down or speeds up, the growth engine of the European economic growth worldwide has been the U.S. consumers. So one of the things that, again, we looked at was back then we had a lot of debt versus asset levels, and um, people were borrowing way too much money, and that led to the financial crisis. And there is going to be a need to restructure, and restructure means people go uh, into foreclosure, bankruptcy, right. and so forth. We do not have that today. Okay. So the consumers are very, very solid at this point. So we we had some systemic issues back in 2008, 2009, and I'm kind of paraphrasing this back to you that that you're not seeing today. Is that am I reading that correctly? Yeah, I think you're you're uh, spot on. The U.S. consumers uh, today with the coronavirus and because of the uncertainty of the election are little bit concerned about what what's going to happen when you start shutting down uh, certain aspects of our living, sporting events, and college everyday life. Uh, that does drag on the economy, and that is a concern, and that is the big unknown. Yeah. And so, given that uh, situation, we we believe that, and in, in our investment committee, in looking at this, uh, we believe that the coronavirus is going to be transitory. We uh, which means it's going to be uh, short lived. Mm -hmm. uh, we are not experts on epidemics, pandemics, and so forth, but we are trying to navigate through uncertain times with the virus along with the potential changes with oil. Okay, so we, we talked a little bit about, I, I really loved your analogy about being in the seventh, eighth inning of, of a baseball game. And if I heard you right, we're coming to 2020, even as far back as 2019, you know, in the seventh inning, maybe we're in the eighth inning coming into 2020. So predicting slow growth, likely higher volatility. So that's kind of the base case coming into this year. And then we, we've, we've had what's, what's called black swan events happen. Can you talk to our listeners a little bit about what a black swan event is and how that kind of applies to where we're at today? 
Plexus spawn events are items that we have no control over. Nobody knew this epidemic starting in China was going to turn into a pandemic. We have been through this before with SARS and MERS and other events, and we have seen all kinds of historical comparisons between one and the other. This one's a little bit different in that we have had a, a larger market drawdown than uh, we experienced in some of these other events. And that is, again, because of some of the unknowns. Does that mean that, you know, again, seventh of nine, nine, nine innings, our committee find it, and I think most people are going to find it difficult to determine when we're going to go into recession and how hard hit the recession is going to be. Our playbook that we employ uh, for on behalf of our clients, and we suggest for any consumer or business out there, is to make sure you have a, a strategic plan and that, you know, look at your cash flow, your balance sheet, your investment objectives, and make sure your investments are tied to it. From our investment committee standpoint, we uh, use this as an opportunity to buy holdings that could have been a little bit more rich for, for our liking. Uh, in other words, the prices were too high compared to the earnings. And in these types of opportunities, we look for the opportunity to buy companies that are really solid, uh, that are going to be things that people need, like food, drugs, telecommunication type. Uh, people are not going to give up their cell phones. They uh, are, are going to continue to need to eat. They're going to drive their cars, maybe albeit more electric-driven uh, cars than uh, gasoline. And with oil prices going down, gas prices have been dropping for the last 20, 30 days, and that's expected to be the case. Mm -hmm. And so what, in, in general, what we're doing right now is, again, let's not try to time if and when we're going to have a recession. We stress, we stress test our plans that we expect to have volatility. We're going to have, up, we're going to have upswings and downturns, and we need to live through those. And let's focus on the quality of the companies and holdings and bonds that we own in the portfolio, which is one of the things that your investment committee, committee at Synergy can, can employ. So it's really own good quality holdings and take advantage of opportunities when, they, when they're available. That's good feedback. So we talked a little bit about the portfolio side of things. And I know earlier in our conversation, you mentioned the planning side. Can you talk to our listeners a little bit about how you take this portfolio in a very volatile market and then focus on the planning side. Can you explain that to us, how those two are connected and why that's important to the listener? First off, the big driver of a portfolio is the asset allocation, how much you have in cash, stocks, and bonds. And so depending upon your investment objectives, your risk tolerance, if you're looking to accumulate assets for retirement or if you're near retirement and you're in retirement, those have uh, different definitions and different time horizons that every investor should consider. This is one of the reasons why uh, what we do is we put together a portfolio for 100% stocks and we put together a portfolio for 100% in bonds. And then what we do is we mix it up. So a lot of our clients may be, the investment objectives may be tied to a 30% or a 50% or a 70% gearing to stocks with the remainder being in bonds and cash. Given that circumstance, every, every holding that we, we employ, whether you're a 30-year-old or, or you're an 80-year-old, we may be buying the same holdings. It's just a, a matter of the amount of the holdings that you have. So that's mm -hmm. how we tie them together. And uh, we find that we can have a consistent portfolio experience tied to that client plan. And again, what it gets down to for, for each individual person 
It depends on having the emergency reserve and cash on hand, aside from the investment portfolio, and it's having a strong balance sheet and looking at your sources of income. That means job security if you're working. And in 2008 and 9, we had a lot of clients displaced and job changes. And walking through that, knowing what their plan was and knowing that they had cash on hand was very to, to weather that storm allowed us to help them move through the new steps and processes uh, to find the new, new normal is what it gets down to. And we will continue to do that regardless of the volatility in the economic environment. We believe it's a very important thing to be doing on behalf of our clients. And so for listeners that maybe don't have a financial plan, do you have any advice for them? Uh, is there is there any is this a pretty easy thing to do on their own, or is this something that they should be looking for professional help on? I think it depends on how comfortable the individual or the family is. And we normally find that with a husband-wife scenario, there's a uh, alpha planner in there. Somebody is the controller of the family. Somebody is the planner of the family. And it depends on what their comfort comfort level is. It depends on what their experience is. And uh, and oftentimes we find that uh, most people don't have the time, the process, and the energy to implement their own plan. The key word there is implement. It's not a matter of just having a plan. It's not having a written plan. It's really having a plan that gets implemented and followed by sound professional discipline and process. And that's really the name Synergy comes about. Is it's not for us to do the plan for the client and walk away. It's for us to work with the client and their professionals to make sure that their plan is being implemented and reviewed and revised as time changes and life changes. And that includes market experiences along with life changes that come about. So whether somebody can do their own plan is really depends on their skill sets and capabilities and time to do that. Oftentimes we find that we are the buffer between various decision makers in the family to help them move it along to get it implemented. And, um, and, and, and I think that really depends on each individual. Okay. And there you have it, folks. Insights and words of wisdom to help your financial planet going forward. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Yes. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet, the Synergize Your Capital podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when a new episode becomes available.